At this point in the year, we overgivers are kind of spent. And yet, guess what is upon us? The season of giving. How ironic. I think us pleasers, we kind of do the whole year as a season of giving. But anyway, so what are we supposed to do when we're low on fuel, but we have the pressure, the expectation, the obligation to make things amazing for all of those in our circle over the holidays? I have one word for you. Boundaries. Boundaries are what make us more merry as we move into the holidays. And in this episode, I'm actually a guest on my friend Lauren Wolf's podcast, Your Zen Friend. But I thought as we got done with it, I was like, I really want to share this with you all too, because the two of us together came up with some great ways of making sure that we are keeping track of our own energy and our own time. And we get into how to realistically set boundaries around this holiday season when there's so many extra things that we could get sidetracked and overcommitted by. So Lauren was actually on the show back in July. I think it was July 11th was the episode. It was on EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique um, or Tapping. So give that a listen if you haven't met her. But in this episode, we are really focusing in on curbing that automatic yes that us pleasers are so used to saying. And there's some cool stuff here. We kind of create a step-by-step guide, if you will, on what to do before you commit to another thing. And that can be applied to any time, not just this holiday season. And then we talk about some learning curves that pleasers have when it comes to boundary setting. And then I love that Lauren said this, and and I'm going to steal it from her, and I'll probably forget to give her credit. But she said she is practicing learning how to respond with kindness but without over-explaining. So that's woven in too. So yeah, enjoy this conversation between Lauren and I, and I will give you all the information about how to find her in the show notes. Her show is called Your Zen Friend. Perfect, right? All right, I'll see y'all later. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Welcome, Vicki. So happy to have you back. Hey, how are you? I'm glad to be back. I'm so glad to have you here. And I think it's a really good time to have you back. So just to remind our listeners that you really specialize in helping perfectionists and people pleasers and have a coaching program where you help people to do that less and live happier, more satisfying lives, right? It's hard to be a perfectionist or a people pleaser. I know because I work on that too. (laughs) Same. Yeah. Right. Takes one to know one. Yeah. Why do I know so much about this? I wonder. (laughs) Absolutely. So here we are. The holiday season is upon us. Bah humbug or right. I don't know. Or it's the most wonderful time of the year. Just depends where you're at. 
for many of us, I feel like for most of us, Vicki, it's not as if you're making some kind of transition where you're no longer needing to do laundry or cook dinner or, you know, care for your spouse or maybe your elderly parents or perhaps your children or do your job that supports you. And instead, you're just doing all of this extra holiday stuff. But instead, it's like, no, you've got all of that to do. And also, please make it merry for everyone around you. And also, enjoy this yourself. Like, the pressure is upon us. So I just thought this would be such a great time to really talk about self-care being about boundaries, right? We often think about self-care like, oh, I'm going to get a massage or oh, check out these really cozy socks I found at TJ Maxx. Like, yes, great. (laughs) But that's not going to do it. And that's not going to do much of anything if you are just saying yes to everything around you, especially the stuff that is not something you want to do or or they are not things you want to do. Yeah. How do you feel about all of that? Um, you are preaching to the choir. Okay. And I love that you said, make it merry for everybody else, because Mm -hmm. I think that's the standard for people pleasers and perfectionists, no matter what time of year it is. And then there's just pressure. There's the pressure Mm -hmm. to, um, kind of rise above your mood or your, you know, fatigue or whatnot and help everybody else have this beautiful season. And Mm -hmm. I I kind of tongue in cheek think about, you know, we hear things like the season of giving Mm. and for people pleasers, you know, walking into December, it's like, I do not want to have to give any extra. And yet that is the expectation. Um, So yeah, it's loaded as we get Mm -hmm. into these holidays, no matter what, holidays you celebrate, honestly, it's loaded. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're hitting upon, Vicki, is for those of us who tend to be people pleasers, the whole year is a season of giving. Yes. (laughs) So you get to this time of year and it's like, you can often just feel like you have nothing left to give. It's You're reminding me too, I had my best friend on the podcast last year. I can't remember what episode. I'll put it in the show notes, but it was on, oh gosh, what do we call it? Fantasy versus reality for oh. the holidays. And she's got six children and she talked about how, and she goes all out in a very big way. She talked about how she was feeling all sorts of stressed and was really cranky. And one of her kids said to her, what are you so stressed out about? Santa Claus does it all. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so amazing because for those individuals that have young children, not only are they busting their butt, but they are getting none of the glory in many instances, right? (laughs) That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say that for a people pleaser and a perfectionist, we would love to get the glory. We would love to get the, oh my God, that was so kind. But think about like a secret Santa thing that happens at your workplace, right? We are doing a lot behind the scenes to pick out the perfect secret Santa gift or white elephant gift. And a lot of times it's never contributed back to us that we were so thoughtful. So just know that your people pleaser and perfectionist friends and coworkers are giving it their all, even when they're buying something that's under $10. (laughs) 100%. That is so, so true. So when we 
are getting invitations to things and we're being asked to do things, as a people pleaser, my first response is always like, yes. I, it makes me think of, if you ever saw the show, A Chorus Line, and it's the, no, you never saw this, the dancers no. are, they're auditioning. It's all about dancers auditioning for a show. So there's a segment where I was a theater major undergrad, right? So I did this show. Mm -hmm. So there's this song where the dancers are singing, God, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. Like, uh -huh. this is how I feel I go about life. I once was <laughs> on a jury. This is so bad, Vicki. I was living half an hour, like not even 45 minutes away from where I was called to jury duty because I was living off of, I was living in a house while I was going to college with some roommates. So it was a distance. But instead of like letting them know, I, you know, where I was registered to vote, like this was a distance, I went and thought, well, I'm sure they won't choose me. But then when I got into the room, I went into full, God, I hope I get it mode <laughs> and I got it. And I, yes. Yeah, so this is what I do, right? So for me, I'm trying, wow. trying to, when I'm asked to do something, no matter what it is, no matter how excited my little people-pleasing heart gets that someone's asking me to do something, I try to pause and say, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Brilliant. Do you have any other tips Besides that, and I'm curious, Vicki, is that typical of people pleasers or is that just a me thing? <laughs> no, I I think that uh, you work yourself into the people pleasing group with that. You know, there's some people can relate to that. The desire to be liked, of course, is there. And then if you get invited, because a lot of times we're the ones that are orchestrating everything and making sure everybody is taken care of. So if somebody's right. actually thinking about you and includes you into something, you're sort of like, holy smokes, you know, I won't have the, you know, the voice that you had, but it's like, I got it. I got it. Oh my yes. God. I've been seen. I've been heard. Like they like me. They want me to be part of this party. Yes. So uh, I think it is a, a dopamine hit, right. Of mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, they thought about me mm -hmm. and I am cared for. So if I cut this off, if I say no, they might not ever offer this to me again, you know? So right. what I work with my clients around is finding their words to let people know that they need a moment to decide if this is a yes or a no. So what you said is brilliant. It's I can't answer right now, right? Which is the, I have to check in with myself. I have to see if this is actually just that dopamine spike that's like, I'm seen, I'm heard, I'm special. Or if it's like, that absolutely will not fit in my calendar because I'm not going to be in town that day or whatever. Yeah. So um, I help my clients come up with what their particular wording is. But a lot of times we just start with some really loose scripts, if you will, mm -hmm. around what you've said. And, okay. you know, things like that is, um, that sounds amazing. That sounds like a great time. I'm so glad that you thought about me. Things are really crazy right now. Let me get back to my calendar and then I'll reach out tomorrow or I'll text you tonight. Right. Mm -hmm. So you give them a time frame because sometimes people are actually planning food mm -hmm. or, sure. you know, 
whatnot. So they need to know if someone's coming. So I like to at least acknowledge the thank you for Mm. including me in it and then give myself that, okay, let me back out of saying yes or no until I check in with myself. So I love that. There's lots of ways we can, you know, play with those, that language, but yeah, give yourself a pause. Yeah. So I'm going to remember that, right. Pause, thank them, show appreciation. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the, let me check my calendar, but give them a time period of, I'll let you know by end of the day tomorrow or right. whatever that might be. Yeah. And then yeah. make sure you get back to them, of course, too, because that mm-hmm. can be, and we're going to get to that, right? That can be really <laughs> uncomfortable for the people pleaser. <laughs> so for those of us who our immediate response is like, I would love to do that. I would I would love to chair the organization or you know, I would love to be the PTA chair for the fall fair, which I right. once got roped into. For those of us who do that, how can we better check in and really listen and really decide if it's going to be something that serves us or if it's going to be something that leaves us with a stomach ache, a migraine, or just regret mm-hmm. that we said yes. Yeah, this is a great one because that feeling of being special or the potential to be special, like if I head yeah. this or if I chair this, then I'm going to be connected to people and I will be um, helpful, right? So the desire to do that can is the people-pleasing part of our personality that takes over, steps forward, and commits us to it. So I really like to think about what we're signing our future self up for, Mm -hmm. right? Because in the moment, too, we could be, I say, you know, I could be caffeinated and very, very excited about anything you put in front of me and agree to it. But then, you know, by 4.30 that day, I'm like, what did I just do? So I like to check the true barometer of myself, not when I'm, you know, Saturday morning ready to take on anything Mm. or, you know, Thursday night at 730 when (laughs) the week is almost done. I, I like to ask people to help themselves clear their heads first. Because I think that we live up in our brains, right? We live up in our minds about um, how do I feel special? How will I um, be considered helpful or kind or generous to other people? And saying yes is an easy way to do that. But in our minds, we're just dealing mostly from fear, obligation, and guilt is what I think about. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, fog. FOG is the acronym. I did not make that up. Wow. Oh, I need a moment for that. Fear, (laughs) obligation, and guilt is what we are using when we, like, where we're, I guess, responding from sometimes when we're saying yes. Wow. Okay. I'm really going to be spending some time with that. That is powerful. Yeah, I love that imagery too, because we can't really see through Mm. the fog in that moment. So we're reactionary and we just go to the default setting of yes. 
Yes. Um, because I want to see that person happy with me when I say mm-hmm. I will chair the fall festival. Right. And to be honest, Vicki, like I'm having such an aha moment. It was obligation. It was, a, you know, the my children's grammar school where I really liked it and I liked the people and where they did not have a lot of volunteers. So it was a mm-hmm. situation of, well, if I don't do this, who's going to do it? It's going to be someone else that's already doing a lot. So it was so interesting. It was totally obligation and right. with a dash of guilt. Yes. There you go. I was just thinking about it. Oh, and some fear. Yeah. Of what if I say no, that they'll think I'm a jerk because now it's going to land on them and they're actually even doing more than I am. Right. Wow. Yeah. Fog. Yeah. Fog. And we have to clear, we have to clear the, we have to burn the fog off a little bit. And I think that the best way to do that is to give ourselves this pause, right? Give ourselves this time that you're talking about of, let me check my calendar. I got to get away from this person. I got to get mm-hmm. out from in front of this person <laughs> Yes. where I want to see them happy with me. And I got to get into my own space where I can let my shoulders down. I can breathe a couple of times. I can actually look at my calendar And then I can use that as my barometer. And that's what I work with people around is like, how do we even get to our own barometer for Mm. making these decisions? Yeah. And does that then have more, like you talked before about us being in our head, when you pause and you move away and you check in, is that more about being in our body and feeling into our body than it is thinking our thoughts. Exactly. Yep. Because the body is not going to lie. The body is going to be in the present moment. So say you're in that physical present moment space with the person and they're showing signs of stress because they're overloaded with something and there's this desire to move towards them and hold some of their burden. Mm Mm-hmm that's coming from the fear, obligation, and guilt, the head, the people-pleasing part of our personality. The body is probably bracing. We just don't realize it. So if we can get our bodies out of there without signing up for something, we can then check in with our bodies about what was that like. And I like to have my clients either say it out loud Mm -hmm. or write something down where they are in the present moment and they're saying, they're using the present tense and they're saying, I chair the fall festival for my kid's school, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they are claiming it. They are already Ooh, committing like to it, right? And then they get to see in the space that we've set up for them where they've paused and they've let some of that fog dissipate, They get to see if there's clenching, tightness. They get to learn to touch base with their body about what that commitment is because the body's going to follow the mind. So even if they can imagine it, Mm. right? if they can imagine scurrying around and setting up the tables with all the, you know, holiday whatever, you know, hanging streamers from the ceiling, if people even still do that, um, (laughs) You know, if they can imagine it, the body's going to go in that space with them. So it will time travel where the mind goes. Love that. I'm Lauren Wolf, host of the Your Zen Friend podcast. 
On this podcast, I share wisdom from working as a licensed mental health therapist for more than 20 years. Using storytelling and lighthearted humor, each episode explores themes on personal growth, including tips and strategies to improve your mental health and overall well-being. By subscribing to this podcast, you will get a new episode every Tuesday and also receive A Drop of Zen, a short guided meditation each Friday. If you're a perfectly imperfect human like me, who's always striving to do better and feel better, then this podcast is for you. Find your Zen friend on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So maybe since this is the holiday time, right? Mm-hmm. Let's imagine exactly the technique that you're walking us through, Vicki, with like a cookie bake, because I think many people are asked to do this, right? Would you like to join this cookie bake? Because, I mean, I don't know, for me at least, like there's nothing that actually sounded fun about chairing the fall fair. And right. <laughs> spoiler alert. It wasn't. (laughs) But if someone invited me to a cookie bake, there would be a part of me that did think, like, as you were talking about before, like, wow, I'm so honored that you thought of me. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of me that says cookie baking can be fun, right? Mm -hmm. But knowing myself, there's another part of me that says, yes, it can be fun. But if, if I have so much going on that I am in a tight time frame to bake the cookies and that's stressful because I've got all this other stuff going on. It actually might not be fun. It might be really stressful and feel like a lot of pressure. So, okay, can we use that example because I think a lot of people find themselves in things like that. So, right. We're going to have our way of thanking the person, acknowledging the thoughtfulness saying I need to check my calendar. I'll get back to you at this date and time. We're going to walk away, take a few breaths, and now I think you were saying we're going to say something like, I am participating in the cookie bake. I am making four dozen cookies. Okay. Right. And now what are we looking for? I think you mentioned maybe clenching. What? So if we're clenching and feeling tightness, feeling any kind of unpleasant physical sensation, that could be an indication that it's a no. What would we look for to say, hell yes, this sounds amazing. Like what would make us say yes? Right. And by the way, I love that you said four dozen because, and and as a pleaser and a perfectionist, you're not going to go get the slice and bake stuff. You're going oh, to make no. it from scratch. Hell right? yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're going to be, and you're not going to pick the easiest recipe you have. No. Right. So I would also like to add that you don't have to be busy to say no. Ooh. I just went, when I was hearing you talk yes. about that, like I have all this other stuff going on. Sometimes you can just decide this holiday season is going to have lots of space between things. <laughs> this holiday season is going to have a, you know, a tad bit of simplicity to it. So we can feel guilty as people pleasers not signing up for something if we don't have four other things in that time slot because it's not justified. So oh, I want to give yes. permission 
that if you need a breather in the month of December for whatever reason. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vicki, for pointing that out. I think that's so important. And I, as a people pleaser, where I am in my journey, I would have not picked up on that. But that is so wise. Like even if it's April and someone's asked you to do something <laughs> and, and April for you is a chill month and you just yeah. don't want to, or it just doesn't serve you in some way, mm-hmm. you don't have to. Right. So let's get back to how we know it's a hell yes, right? So when you're imagining going to the grocery store and getting your your ingredients and getting things ready, if there's a sense of lightness, if there's a sense of excitement, I think about it sometimes as if there's a sense of almost like your body is moving forward already, like it's already ready to do the thing. There's a little bit of bubbliness to it. There's you know, there's just like, this is good, right? You might even feel the smile on your face. You can imagine that you've got your favorite 90s music playing while you're baking stuff, right? So it's, there's there's a yes feeling, there's a no feeling. It can be difficult in the beginning to get the difference between those as a pleaser and a perfectionist, just because we haven't asked ourselves to, we haven't asked our body to let us know. Hmm. But I think if you are looking forward to something versus already kind of resisting and hesitating and trying to come up with an excuse to not do it, those can give you general, you know, places to feel like I'm in a yes spot or I'm in a no spot. Uh, And like I have a lunch with a friend today. We, of course, as adults, made this appointment. Appointment. <laughs> we made this uh, lunch date uh, probably three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Ever since it's been on my calendar, whenever I look at today at that time frame and see her name there, I am excited. I feel a little uplift, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I made the the date with her and I'm still excited to do it, even if it's three weeks later. So I know that was a yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. You felt it. You felt moving a sense of wanting to move towards it. You felt joyful when you accepted the invitation or made the, the lunch date. And now as mm-hmm. you get closer, you still feel that excitement and joy. You're mm-hmm. reminding me, Vicki, that a podcast that I listened to had this tip before you say yes to something, imagine the event is happening either today or tomorrow. Do you still mm-hmm. want to say yes? Because I yep. think sometimes we're like, oh, that's not for four months. Sure, I'll do that <laughs> thing. But inevitably, now it's tomorrow. Do you still want to do that thing? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think I see this a lot in you know, spending time with women, having women friends, book clubs, that sort of thing, where people will often say yes to something that isn't for a while. And then everyone starts canceling the day of, right? And I think that's usually more of an inconvenience to whoever it is that's hosting, because now they have, you know, they've thought through the food or the appetizers, whatever, So to really be able to just say yes or no 
in a way that best serves you from the get-go is probably better for everyone and probably the people that are making excuses last minute. And believe me, I've been that person at times too, so no shade. Um, Mm -hmm. And I felt way worse about doing it. Then I'm in a situation where I kind of feel like it's just no win either way. Either I just do it and it means that it's going to like negatively impact my life in some way because I'd really rather be doing something else or I have other things that need to get done or I don't do it. And now I feel guilty for canceling last minute, right? Yep. So just better to be able to say yes or no right when you get that invitation or shortly after when you've committed to giving the answer. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Any other tips, Vicki, for really tuning in and deciding if it's a yes or no? I think what you've given is great. You know, again, I think the, what you heard on the podcast is Mm -hmm. something I would think about too. It's if it's right now, what am I doing? You know, what, what do I want to do? Um, because that's bringing it as close to your current experience as possible. And it doesn't give you an excuse to, um, fall back on your people pleasing, because if you're working on kind of turning down some of that people pleasing behavior, you're going to have to hang out in this discomfort a little Mm, bit, right? Yes. You're going to have to actually not put off the thing that you don't want to do. You're going to have bring it close to you, right? And, And check in and see is this something that floats my boat or is this something that I feel like I'm going to have to do? Yeah. Like think about it in those words too. Of, do I have to do it? Mm. Is it a should? Okay. Yeah. Do I, do I need to do it or do I want to do it? Um, I think that learning curve for so many people pleasers is a big one of, I don't know what I want to do. So doing some of these practices of getting out from the, the, person right in front of you and having to commit, buying yourself some time, learning to check in. And even in that space of you checking in, thinking about this is going to happen tomorrow, you know, bringing it into the present as much as possible. But there's also recognizing this is uncomfortable, recognizing this is different. And if you buy yourself some time, you can kind of work through some of that discomfort, that itchy, scratchy feeling of if it's a no, right? Yeah. You can kind of work through how you want to say it and um, and feel a little bit more sure of your no if you're not right in front of the person. Mm-hmm. So please mm-hmm. give yourself that time away to check in yeah. and do, do that sort of futzing around with it. Yeah. Um, on your own. Because you bring up such a great point, Vicki. It is ultimately uncomfortable for people pleasers. And probably even some people that aren't people pleasers might have some level of discomfort. But especially right. for people pleasers, when you say no to an invitation of any kind, whether it be one that is just thoughtful and generous, or whether it be someone asking you to do something because someone needs help, right? An organization or a person, and you are saying no, that can feel really uncomfortable. It's not just as simple as like, no, thank you. (laughs) Right. And 
No matter how you say it, it has some level of discomfort. Are there any tips for this that you have, Vicki, to make it a little more bearable or a little more comfortable? You know, I am thinking of so often, I'm sure you do this too, working with clients and talking about getting comfortable, feeling uncomfortable, because to some degree it is a part of life. Sometimes we do have to do things that we just don't want to do or you know, there is an, you know, I'm a podcast enthusiast. There's another podcast that I listen to (laughs) and it's actually on chronic pain. And the woman often talks about life is a choice of life is a choice between what hurts and what hurts more. And I think that sometimes that is so applicable, especially in this situation, right? I guess that could be another question for yourself, which hurts more to bake four dozen cookies And that's going to make me want to stick a hot poker in my eye because it doesn't sound at all enjoyable or say no to this generous, thoughtful invitation. Bingo. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to have to borrow that from your podcast person. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably not as simple as tips for this, but what have you got? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I call it the boundary sandwich. So it is part of what we talked about a little bit earlier, which is acknowledging the invite or acknowledging that the person is struggling with something. Sometimes I think about it in terms of like if you had a a coworker dump something on your desk, right? And be like, this this has got to get done and I don't have time to do it or something like that. That it's it's like, but I do have a choice of whether to say yes or no. Uh, And acknowledging what the coworker is going through, right? Like, I know this is a lot going on. I know there's a deadline coming up. I have seen you running around the office, um, you know, drinking lots of coffee. So that's the acknowledgement, right? That's the, <laughs> Love thank it. you for the invite or yes. the, I can see you're struggling. And then the middle part of the sandwich is the boundary, which is, but I'm not going to be able to help you with this right now because of the things I have on my to-do list. Or if it's, you know, declining a holiday party, it's thank you so much for the invite. I appreciate you thinking of me. We've decided to really simplify the holidays this year. And so I'm going to have to say no to this one, but I would love for us to get together in the new year. Right. So you're saying no, And then the other part, the other piece of bread for the sandwich Mm -hmm. is wishing them well, which is, I'm sure this party is going to be amazing. Um, You always are the, you know, a phenomenal host. Can't wait to see pictures or hear stories, right? Um, Or with a coworker, it would be like, I know this is going to be, you know, hard to do, but you always pull it out in the last minute and, even if it, if you're doing 60% work, it's going to be better than not doing it at all, right? So it's like, yeah, we've got to let people know we see them and then mm. we've got to let them know, but this is, this is my answer. Mm-hmm. And then we're kind of capping it off with, you're going to be great at this <laughs> without <laughs> my help. <laughs> Yay, you. Yes. Right. Yeah. I love that so much because it's not like you're being an a-hole and just... Right. I'm not going to do that thing. You're really responding with kindness, but you're also not over explaining, right? Which I think many of us people pleasers, like I'm raising my hand (laughs) included do Mm -hmm. like, I'd love to do that, but, 
Right. I have 4,000 things to do and my husband's traveling and the dog is vomiting and whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do not care. As long as you told me you can't do it, I stopped listening. Right. Exactly. Right. It's like, <laughs> so, okay, so I'm buying for 10 people and not 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I think this is so, so helpful, Vicki. And then when we're saying no to the things that don't serve us, it gives us space to say yes to the things that do. Right. And that could be laying on the couch under your weighted blanket. Hell yes. That That sounds because you you gave all through the year. (laughs) Oh my God, with the lights dim, a bowl of popcorn. Right. I am all there for that. Right. Because sometimes what serves you is actually retreating. And just, yeah, caring for yourself at home, just especially for those of us who tend to be more introverted, like that can really be what we need to fill us up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So is there something you intend to do for yourself to fill your own cup this (laughs) holiday season, Vicki? Well, I usually take some time off at the end of the year and... I think we are going to escape the city for a little bit. And I don't think we're going to be doing anything for New Year's this year. We didn't do anything for New Year's last year. Okay. And it felt like, okay, we've officially landed in old fogey land, right? We don't, oh, everything's well too done. loud and, well and too crazy. <laughs> yes. But removing the pressure from... New Year's Eve from moving from, we celebrate Christmas in my family, mm-hmm. moving from that pressure of the big thing for Christmas. And then, oh, five days or so later, there's another yeah. big thing. Um, just removing that second big thing has been um, on my mind as we move into December and feels like that's a good self-care practice this year. That's awesome. um, yeah. And maybe lying on your couch under your weighted blanket is just what you need on New Year's Eve. Because that sounds good to me. And going to bed at 10.30. Hell yeah. Oh, I do that. <laughs> I, I do that pretty much every New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's often at 11. And my husband's like, what's another hour? I'm like, yep. Good night. Happy New Year. <laughs> right. Yep. See you tomorrow. Yeah. So really knowing. And I think for many of us who are out there caring for everyone else, we don't always even know what serves us because we're so busy caring for others. So really checking in with what is it that I would like to do and then Mm -hmm. seeing how you can make that happen. I have a friend, Vanessa. She was a theater major with me undergrad. Mm -hmm. And last year we went to a local theater production with one of our previous directors was putting on a show and it was so fun. It was a musical and it was a comedy and it was such a blast. So he's doing another one this year. So just last night, I reached out to Vanessa. I was like, want to go? So I am making mm-hmm. time for that. I'm looking forward to seeing her. And it's going to be fun. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I will be doing. That's one thing. I will be doing more than one thing. But one thing that I am saying yes to and making Good. time for. Yeah, hopefully Vanessa's not listening thinking, oh, shoot, I really didn't want to go with Lauren. <laughs> Why did I say yes? I should have checked in, hit pause. <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. So I'm glad that you're doing that. And 
I just encourage listeners because yes. listeners are going to be um, on my show and yeah. for you um, and your listeners to just play around with it. You know, we have a little yeah. bit of time yeah. to just think about what you want to be doing when your holiday celebrations come about. And yeah. if somebody was to give you a free pass to be selfish, if you even think about that word in that way, to choose just what you would want to do, what would it be? And, you know, if you don't want to have a huge holiday dinner, okay, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. And yeah. And so just play around with it. Let it be light. It's not another thing to have to make happen. Oh, now this holiday season, I've got to make time for myself. Mm. No, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah. Oh, I love that, Vicki. Let it be light because we can, those of us who tend to be perfectionists, right, and the two go together, we can tend to want to do it all perfectly and might want to do this perfectly. Mm-hmm. And look, it's likely that many of us are going to say yes to something we wish we had said no to or or say yes because the obligation feels too big in some way right. to say no to. And that's okay too. We don't have to do this perfectly, but if we can maybe do this a little bit better, it just brings us more peace and lightness throughout the season. Let it be light. Oh, that's, I love that so much. Yeah. Wise words. Thank you. This is awesome. I always love talking to you. I love talking to you. Mm -hmm. I'll think up any podcast idea as an excuse to get together. So. Thank you for playing along. I'm so glad we did this. I think this will be really helpful to both of our listeners. So yes, yes, absolutely. So thank you, Vicki. Feliz Navidad. I hope it's a wonderful season for you. Same to you. Same to you. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If this has been helpful for you, I'd so appreciate it if you could take a moment and just rate and review, and then others might be able to find us more easily. And please also share with friends that could use this information too. Okay, thanks again. And I look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future. Take care.